In the day, me and old King got called on routinely to help other counties track escape bad guys. This deal took place in a small town where a miserable son of a bitch broke into the home of an elderly couple and near beat them both to death before the neighbors called it in. By the time I got there and we got those poor folk headed to a hospital some 50 miles away, I knew for sure and for certain this was a bad hombre. A little good news popped up, though. He had left the scene on foot, and I couldn't help but smile way down deep inside. The old folks were going to get some cowboy justice this night, because there wasn't a better tracking dog anywhere in the state than Old King, and he was a-chaffing at the bit with me right there with him. Well, I'd wandered around the house and got lucky. When I found where he had jumped out a bedroom window, lost a shoe, and left a real clean footprint in the mud. King stuck his nose deep in it, got a good snootful, and we was off and running. For a one-shoot owl hoot, our guy was running pretty good, leaving a plain trail for the dog. We tracked him for the better part of the night, and just about daylight, I caught a glimpse of him running up there about a quarter mile. Feeling a mite tuckered long about now, I turned old dog loose and hollered, Get the bastard, King! Slow into a walk, I knew it wouldn't be but a few short minutes before King would have him in tow or dead, and it really didn't make a hoot to me. You see, I kind of took it personal that some lowlife would hurt an innocent old couple as bad as he had. I strolled into the clearing where King had made his canine arrest eight or ten minutes later. There'd been a pretty big battle because the brush was trampled down for several yards. King was covered with blood. Of course, it was all from the man who now lay on the ground not moving a muscle. His stare was fixed on a 120-pound Labrador, whose eyes were fixed right back at him, and the dog sure didn't like him very much. There was a continuous growl coming from deep in his belly, as if begging the bastard to move. I eased the dog down a notch and then looked the man over. He appeared in his late twenties and in need of a bath real bad. He stood about six foot and probably weighed in at 180 pounds. He had been bitten at least ten times, but I was sorry to see that only two were real serious. He had a big tear in his stomach, and it looked like his left wrist was bitten near in two. I peeled off his belt and shirt. The belt made a fair tourniquet for his wrist, and I wrapped the shirt around his gut to keep it from spilling out on the ground. Then he and I had a chat with me doing most of the talking. I did remember to read him his Miranda rights, and then I said, Boy, we're a long way from a doctor, and I've done all I'm going to do for you. We're about a hundred yards from the state highway, so I'm going to walk up there and flag down some help. In the meantime, you'll stay right here until I get back. Now, in a minute, I'll ask you to walk over to that tree and wrap both arms around it. Then I'll cuff you in place, so's you and the dog can share a few more minutes of privacy. I'd suggest that you don't blink, or you'll be a-wearing that dog like a coat until I get back. Also, if I was you, I'd be praying that nothing happens to me. 
If you die before I get back, I don't really care. Did you understand your rights and what I just told you? His turn to talk, and he nodded. At my motion, he moved to the tree and wrapped his arms around it. As I approached, he suddenly jerked his arms back, and just as suddenly King bit him dead in the ass. <laughs>